0: So that's why the coach has got to stay fully present throughout the coaching conversation. You can't rush the aha moment, but neither should you give up on it. Don't let your impatience or distraction cause you to either prompt the performer, your client, to declare an aha that they've not quite experienced as yet or are not ready for or to lose confidence in your own coaching. In today's Leader as Coach episode, Rhonda and Dale talk about staying present, sensing and journeying with the client in the coaching conversation as they get to the aha moment and step beyond it with clarity and purposeful energy to act. Welcome to
1: Conversations for Fearless Leaders, hosted by Dale Laughlin of Trinidad and Tobago and Rhonda York of the United States. Join us in our second podcast series as we explore how coaching is an essential skill leaders need to embrace as a powerful leadership strategy. We will cover how you can use coaching to catalyze change as well as accelerate employee and team performance. Listen as we share impactful tools and tips that you can use to immediately enhance your style of leadership. Come journey with us as we share insights and stories drawn from our combined 40 years of experience in business and corporate leadership and as executive coaches. We hope you enjoy the journey. So to our fearless leaders, in our first episodes, you'll remember in this series as leader, as coach, we defined coaching, we established the five core beliefs that served as the foundation for your success, and then we shared the five essential steps to use in any coaching conversation that you may have with a team member or colleague And then from there, we focused on how you, as the leader coach, can become more intentional in your use of high-impact questions. In our last two episodes, we shifted to listening, positioning it as the key to understanding and probably the most important coaching skill of all. Today, we're going to share insights, tips, techniques, and stories about sensing the client's aha moments. And they all have them. They don't have them every coaching session, but they are there. And it is amazing when you experience it, but even more amazing when the client themselves experience it. Because it's such a great learning moment for all involved and the shift can be incredible. And so that's why in this episode, Dale and I want to talk about that because we know the value in it, because we as coaches have experienced it ourselves, so, Dale, let's dive into this and see what aha moments you and I have on our own
0: today. <laughs> yes, let's do that, Rhonda. I, I think that the starting point is really your mindset as a coach. So you're going into that um, coaching session, that coaching conversation with a client. And I'm seeing client here, but the client could be, a direct report, it could be a pair, it could be a colleague, it might even be your upline. So what is the mindset that you're going in with? You're not going in there to fix anything. You're going in there with a mindset that your client is creative and resourceful, that your client is serious about the conversation that you're all going to get into because it's Part of their personal development or professional performance goals. And therefore, my job as the coach, as I said, is not to fix anything. My job is to serve as their guide on that journey, their Sherpa. And my only agenda in the coaching session is really their success. Because when they are successful, I'm successful as a coach. And my only purpose then is to support them in performing to their greatest potential. So what that means is that we've got to look for the significant shifts, the ahas that might take place. But we've also be able, got to be able to move with them, to support them as they move from there to deciding what action needs to take place. Because remember, the purpose behind all this coaching is for there to be some forward movement, some action. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And one thing that I want to interject here is that as coaches, we don't go into a coaching session and I want to encourage our leaders not to feel that when they go into a conversation with a team member, they're going in with the purpose of helping them uncover aha moment. They happen when you least expect it. And it's not something that's planned, but they are discovered by the coach when you are fully present. And that's something we really need to emphasize. It's not my agenda, and here's where I want them to get from here to there, but being that fully present, listening, attentive in the conversation that you realize it as the leader, as coach, and therefore you help bring the attention of whomever you're talking with help them realize that they just had that aha moment.
0: That's so interesting, Rhonda, because typically as a leader, I want to give the answers, don't I? Typically as a leader, I may think I have the answers. In fact, I might know I have the answers. However, when I put my coaching hat on as a leader, as coach, I really want to give The performer, the opportunity to think it through. And my role then is that I'm asking questions and I'm staying present with them and I'm listening deeply as they respond. And it is that that brings about the aha moment.
1: So, with hearing you say that, I have a story talking about an aha moment and the leader who felt like they had all the answers because one of the things that his team members or some of them had spoken about him was they felt like he micromanaged and that he was always helping them every single step of the way. And he and I were talking about that and I went, tell me what's going on here. And he said, well, I can see the train wreck before it happens. And I said, How did how did you become able to have that skill set? And he started talking. He said, Oh my gosh, he said, I have this boss, and he was my manager, and and he, you know, just gave me all this freedom. And I and he stopped mid-sentence. So this was an aha moment for him because as he was saying that, he realized that by his manager not being so hands-on and giving him almost too much freedom, he experienced every possible mistake and failure that there was that helped him learn what could possibly happen. And it was that aha moment that he realized that he needed to step back and allow his team members to follow through with some of their ideas so they could have that same learning experience. Because it's when we fix and keep them from having those experiences, we are, as leaders, cheating them out of learning opportunities. So that was a great aha moment for him that he had not realized and thought of. And as the coach, being aware of his body language and how he stopped mid-sentence allowed me as the coach to go, what just happened there? And then we processed it. So that's an early example in this podcast, Dale, of an aha moment
0: for a coaching client. And it makes me think to Rhonda of how often the aha moment seems to be around becoming crystal clear that we're getting in our own way. In this case, Your client was getting in his way because he didn't realize that he didn't realize that in the mic, what was showing up as micromanagement wasn't in fact helping his people at all. And that wasn't how he had learned. I, I remember I had a client and what this client realized in the aha moment was that a story that they had been telling themselves for years and making decisions based on just no longer applied. So it was a silence. Your your client stopped talking and so did mine. What the client did was think and and I had to recognize that there was this thinking taking place, and a very soft voice said, There really is nothing to be afraid of, is there? What had happened was that I had asked the client, What are you afraid of now? And it was in rethinking some of the assumptions that they had been making about this thing, this experience that had affected them so many years before and had impacted on the way they thought and the kinds of decisions they made was just no longer relevant. And, you know, the client said, Life has changed, isn't it? And that story no longer applies. And it was then that the client was ready to start thinking, okay, well, what does apply now? How have I been getting in the way of my own goal achievement? And what could I be doing differently? Another story of the impact that this aha moment
1: can have. And and the beauty of it, in previous episodes, Dale, we've talked about the power of questioning. And your question, what are you afraid of, or what are you afraid of now? That's a great example of a high-impact question That your intention, what let me throw this high impact question at them. But the impact, along with the aha moment, is where the power comes in. And that's where the shift and the growth happens. Because we as humans just go along in our day to day activities and we don't stop and think about the changes. Many times we don't ask ourselves these questions. And if we do, it doesn't seem to have the same impact. But having someone like our leaders and us as coaches to ask those questions and stop in that moment, what just happened there? I noticed a shift. I saw a change in your voice or your energy, or you stopped mid-sentence, or what are you afraid of now? Those are the times where the impact and the growth and the change happen. And we cannot miss those. We can't walk over them, talk over them, ignore them, rush through them, because if we do... The power is lost and that great learning opportunity, that major shift forward is definitely a missed opportunity that we are encouraging our leaders not to miss out on because they are there. We just have to stay present, be aware and learn to notice them.
0: I love how you described it as a missed opportunity. We really don't want our clients to miss the opportunity of the aha moment, do we? No. We can't take away from that aha. We can't miss it, but we also can't take away from it. And so, it's really important that, as the coach, as the leader, as coach. So we're realizing, too, that it's the client's aha moment. It's the performer's aha moment and not ours. You know, we've all felt it. You you get as excited as the client is that that important insight has been felt. But you can't get more excited about the aha than the client. And And, and as a coach, you've got to be very careful. Not to let that excitement make you lose focus on the precise kind of support you need to be giving the client as their coach in that aha moment. It's not about telling the client what you think. It's not about telling the client how excited you are for them. It's about supporting that client with more listening, with more questioning around. So now that you've learned what you've learned, what are you going to do with it? And it's given them the space,
1: Dale, also to process it, to work through it. That We've talked about psychological safety, but they have the aha moment. And I think we have to give them the time, the space to process it, to think through it, for them to really realize how they got to that point, where they were before, what just clicked. I keep talking about the shift, but something in the mind clicked as they were talking or thinking whatever happened. And so, to allow the space, the time for them to sit with it and really process it and go through it. Because, well, I was going to say when we talk about the time. So, I had a client that had a very toxic team member, and he was concerned about. One, reprimand, reprimanding her and even more so letting her go because felt like she did so much on the team. And we talked about what the impact was on the rest of the team by allowing this person to stay and be so toxic. And then we had talked about this several times. And then one day something happened and he said something to her and she said, so what are you going to do? Fire me. And he had had enough at that point. And he said, yes, get your stuff and get out of here. And his aha came afterwards because once this toxic person was gone, the energy on the rest of the team shifted and became more positive. And they stepped up because they were so afraid to do anything else because of her She was keeping them from growing. So his aha happened after the situation when he realized all those things we had been talking about, what he thought was not real, and when he saw how other team members stepped up and even improved their performance, it was an aha moment for him to see how one toxic person Could impact and affect a whole team. So sometimes they happen in the moment, and sometimes they may happen after a conversation, a coaching conversation. So I want to make sure that we put that out there. One, that it doesn't happen every conversation, and two, it may not happen in the moment that it happens after they've thought about it and processed it.
0: I think that's why it's important too that. At the beginning of each coaching session, you're checking in with the client. So what has happened since the last session? All that is part of you being present and then allowing the client the opportunity to say, well, you know, I've been thinking about this and this is what happened. Sometimes it just take silence. You might see on the client's face that there's, There's something happening, and you might just want to stay quiet and be be with them in the moment.
1: And so that's, that's a great example, Dale, of when we talk about helping our fearless leaders recognize aha moments, something you just mentioned, when they're quiet, I do believe that you can look at people and tell that they're thinking of something. I say, okay, I see the wheel spinning. What's going on in that head of yours. So again, if you're very attentive and present in the session, here are some things you might see the pace of their voice changes, the pitch, their energy level changes. You can see a change in body language You can look on a person's face if you're in a face-to-face meeting and see that there's a shift in their facial expressions. If you're not face-to-face and it's by phone, you can still hear it in their voice, the energy, the pace. So those are some things for our fearless leaders as coaches to look and listen for because that's when you can tell, and we've talked about how people stopped mid-sentence because it clicked at that moment. But I've also seen where all of a sudden, when they started talking about something, the energy changed, and I go, "Wait a minute, I'm. What's happening here? Because you're, you look lighter, you sound lighter, and when you talked about checking in, I hear that as the accountability." But also that's another time for you to hear a change in the voice, whereas the previous conversation, they may have been more slow paced and they're talking and not as much energy. And now it's different. And it's times like that I go, "Okay, what happened? I'm feeling you're lighter. There's more energy there. So what shifted? What happened? And again, that's the opportunity then for me to be quiet and listen and let them talk it
0: through. You know, one of the things as coaches that we need to be able to do is to acknowledge ourselves for the good work that we're doing. Yes, it was the client's aha moment, but that aha moment, the experience of it, the experiencing of it, Came as a result of a lot of things that you were doing to catalyze this moment. Your attentiveness, your presence, your clarifying questions, your exploring questions, your supporting with every fiber of your being, your very specific coaching, the whole quality of the coaching conversation. So let's not end, let's end this, this episode with Giving you the opportunity to acknowledge the good work that you're doing. Because this work is significant for supporting your team members, your pairs, your colleagues, your clients to get to their next level of greatness. So today we've talked about creating awareness, awareness through our coaching presence, our deep listening, our powerful questioning, our clear communication, and our belief really in the magic that happens, that alchemy that takes place between the coach and the client or the performer and which underlies the coaching conversation. So what's our challenge, Rhonda? Well,
1: I want our... Fearless leaders to really just take that time to reflect and observe themselves and their conversations with their colleagues, their team members. Reflect on it during and after, especially really debrief with yourself and think, what did I do well? If I could rewind and do it over again, what would I do different? What would I do better? And maybe something I probably could leave out or not do next time. Don't beat yourself up, but acknowledge yourself for jobs well done. And really be observant to see the growth in your team members and in yourself. There is absolutely nothing wrong with giving yourself a pat on the back and go, damn, I'm good because you are good. It's hard and we don't always get the accolades and so we have to do it ourselves and I'm okay with that because I love what I do and that is the best reward for me as a coach to see someone have that aha moment or also to come back and talk about their growth and their change. And if you are a leader You need to be growing more leaders. And one way to do that is to coach your team members up. So reach out to us. What tips, techniques would you like for Dale and I to share? What do you want us to dive deeper on to help you create more awareness on how to be that fearless leader? And you can find us at www.coach.org. Conversations for Thanks for joining us and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.